Yes, my name is Amy, and I think forgiveness has really helped me because I've had a lot of issues that I held on to from my childhood and from my past. And I went to a women's conference and was able to give everything to God at the altar. And by doing that, I feel lighter. I feel like I can move forward. And I know in my heart that I've forgiven the people that have wronged me. And I pray for them more instead of being upset with them. So I think forgiveness has really, truly given me a fresh start at life. Amen to that. Thank you. Uh, appreciate your call, Amy, to get us started here. Uh, as we continue a discussion from yesterday here at Intentional Living on the power of forgiveness, it is a biblical command. Let's get, let's get that right on the table here. Uh, we're told in the book of Ephesians, we're told throughout Scripture about the power of forgiveness. Uh, that we're to forgive one another just as Christ has forgiven us. And that's the major act of forgiveness, his forgiveness of us uh, for all of eternity. Uh, forgiveness is not a wimpy thing. It's not an easy thing. And it's not a trite thing. And it's, it's not walking away from uh, accountability or boundaries or other kinds of things that need to be taken care of, please. Uh, but at the same time, we got, like Amy said, caring for years and years and years, things that happened that were maybe unjust in her life. And she could either let him eat at her emotionally and otherwise or have this revengeful feeling or whatever and just choosing to leave it and uh, move forward with her life. Maybe closing doors that need to be closed, but moving in a healthy direction without carrying that. I'm Dr. Randy. This is Intentional Living along with Jennifer, Stephen, and Gino on Facebook. Facebook, welcome to our friends. You can uh, post a comment or call uh, our comment line. We're taking comments today, 888 1717. Ronnie, welcome to the program. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you uh, for having okay. me. I appreciate your call. What, what do you know the evidence of forgiveness, Ronnie? The evidence of forgiveness is just a wonderful thing. Uh, and I want to talk about me and my brother. Uh, he treated me real rough coming up, and I had a hate towards him for many years. And, uh, well, we both winded up in prison. And what I, I love to tell about this story is what the enemy meant for bad, God meant for good. Because through the through our incarceration, uh, we we uh, came to know Christ. We had uh, both received a personal relationship with Him, and God was uh, He worked with us, and we were reconciled as not only just blood brothers, but brothers in Christ. And we were, uh, like I said, reconciled, and, and uh, I was able to forgive Him. And it, I went through years of uh, resentment and anger towards him. And uh, praise God, man, Jesus just restored us uh, better than ever before. And when we got out of prison, we were the best of brothers. He was the bro God gave me the brother that I always dreamed of having. Mm. And it was, uh, I lost my brother two years ago. And uh, it was very, very heartbreaking to me. And I still find myself weeping at times because... I just, it just tore me up more than anything to lose him. And at one time, I actually hated my brother. Mm. But God is a wonderful restorer, he, the God of reconciliation. And when we, when I forgave him, the peace came That's and so the love cool. came. And it, it was just a wonderful experience. It wasn't easy, and it took years. And it's never too late to forgive. And without Christ, it wouldn't have been possible. And, you know, that's, I just wanted to share that with y'all. 
I remember praying about it and talking to the Lord and saying, you know, Lord, I really don't want to do this, but I know you want me to. And that was to make the move to, to try and and ask for forgiveness and apologize, knowing that I'm doing this to please you. But at that moment, it was really difficult for me to do that. But I did it, and everything just came back together. Everything was fine. And that's one thing that I have realized in life is that if you take that step in obedience to knowing what God wants you to do, He blesses you for it. Let me go to Judy, who's over on line four. Judy, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Merry Christmas, Randy. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Go right ahead. Um, I was thinking about my son, Kevin, when he was about eight. Uh, he was getting on my nerves, and I told him to shut up, mm. which reminded me of my dad. And uh, as soon as the words came out, I thought, oh, no, I, I should have said that. So I got down on the floor with him, and I told him that I was sorry. And I said, could you please forgive me, Kevin? And he said, yes. And um, every year or so, he brought that up. He said, remember, Mom, when you told me to shut up? And I said, yes, Kevin, but Kevin, remember, I asked you to forgive me. And he brought it up about every year. And when he was about 12, I had had it with this. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, Kevin, are you better than Jesus Christ? And he looked at me and he said, what? And I said, well, Kevin, when we tell Jesus that we're sorry and we ask for forgiveness, he forgives us and he takes that and he throws it into the deepest sea and he forgets it. And if we ask for forgiveness again, he doesn't know what we're talking about because it's gone. So I said, are you better than him? And he said, no, mom. I said, then you need to forget. He said, okay, mom. And he never brought it up again. Hmm. And so I knew that he forgave me then. When you think about it. That was the only way I could think, I, I could think to handle that. Yeah, when you think of the uh, impact our words have, I just did a lesson for next month on uh, the power of our words, how as parents we can say something and it, 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 it lasts in the heart of a child, you know. And, uh, but you did the right thing there, Judy. You go to your child when, you, when we do this, because all parents, we do things that we regret to be able to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? And, of course, ultimately when we talk about forgiveness, it's always up to the receiver to accept it or not. Do they accept it or not? Um, do they really accept the forgiveness or the request for forgiveness, or do they continue to hang on to it? It's a decision they make. So we'll pray that uh, as your son continues to grow in his life, that uh, that memory will continue to fade, and he'll realize that mom was there to say, I'm sorry, and be the mom that I needed. That, that's what's powerful. Thank you, Judy. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back uh, with more Intentional Living. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. 
lot of us have people in our families that don't know Jesus. But did you know that even Jesus had family members who rejected him? That's why Dr. Randy Carlson is offering you his teachings on this, where you'll learn how to sustain a relationship with family members who don't share your faith in God. If you missed an opportunity to give during our year-end fundraiser, you can give now and have your gift matched and doubled by generous friends of the ministry. We'll automatically deliver this month's exclusive teaching and other intentional living tools directly to your inbox every month. Give right now and you'll also receive the Names of God calendar, where each month features a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your monthly support helps people live an intentional life in Christ. Call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. You know, when you do that, uh, we're standing by thanking you in advance for your support, thanking you for standing with us. Go to TheIntentionalLife.com, TheIntentionalLife.com. By the way, to support the ministry, you can call our number here, 888 Hit the prompt code to take us uh, take you right to the um, to our caller or to our operators. We'd be happy to receive your gift with Thanksgiving today. Uh, again, 888-888-1717. We're talking about forgiveness. So many stories, different stories, different kinds of stories, different kinds of issues that people are facing for sure. Um, let me get to Kelly in, uh, let me see, in Michigan. Hey, Kelly, how you doing today? I am well, thank you. Good. Go right ahead. What's your story on forgiveness? Well, I was just thinking back. I had been in a relationship for over 20 years with my husband, and more than enough, he had cheated on me, and I just could not wrap my head around it. So here I am doing everything I can to make this family strong and healthy, but it still was happening. And some friends of mine took me to a woman Christian retreat. And while I was there, they were talking about Ruth. And one of the things that they said was, bitterness is a poison that we drink, hoping that the other will feel the effect. And that just sparked right through me. I thought from that moment on, I will never cry again. I will never, I will never think about this again. I am letting it go because all it's doing is destroying me from the inside out. I was no longer the mother I should have been or could have been. And I was just prolonging my own life by allowing him to stay in my life and continue this mm. behavior. So the, the marriage and, ended. The marriage ended. Yeah. I have never cried another tear over him. I have completely changed my life. I moved from California back to my original state of Michigan, bought a new home, and I have completely started my life over. He mm. calls often and begs me to take him back and wants to start new, but I have told him repeatedly that I forgive him. I will never trust him, and I will never bring him back in my life. Mm. And I just think it's important for people to understand that your anger is only hurting you. The person that you're angry at doesn't even think twice about it. So we need to think about ourselves and forgive ourselves and allow ourselves to grow and move forward in our life. Mm. Well, Kelly, you're, you, thank you for sharing your story, by the way, from Michigan. And, and your story is a reminder that um, our behaviors 
have consequences. And when we go to a person and we say, will you forgive me? Um, that's a process for them to say yes, but I'm still putting a boundary in place. There's still a consequence. There's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. And I think it's important to understand that. I think we can have, we can have, I think we can make an error with forgiveness in, in two major extremes. One is I just keep forgiving, 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 and never, there's no accountability. Okay. And then on the other extremes, I'm not, I'm not going to forgive anything. I mean, you, you, you cross me on something and you're done and you're written off and I'm never going to talk to you again. And I think we, we as human beings realize that we have been forgiven. We need to learn to forgive at the same time, have wisdom in knowing where the boundaries are, putting those boundaries in place. And marriages end sometimes as a result of this brokenness. But the unforgiveness is what we can carry and just pollute ourselves. Like you said from that Ruth story, you know, it's like we, we drink the poison and uh, we want somebody else to, to feel the consequences of it. And unforgiveness can be a poison for sure. All right. Thank you, uh, Kelly. Appreciate that story and, and sharing your, your heart with us today. All right. Let's go to Michelle uh, from, uh, let me see, New Mexico. Hi, Michelle. Go right ahead. What's, uh, what's your everyday forgiveness today? It, is, it helps you live a more, more peaceful life. I mean, I found that out you know, very much so. How do you do it? Any I mean, kind of, how, what, what do you do when someone's offended you and you need to forgive? Well, I do a heart check, for one. I check and see, well, you know, where is my heart at, you know? And if there's anything in me that, you know, that I'm holding on to or uh, maybe that I have done that I don't see, mm. you know, because we're often blind to our own, you know, our own sin. <laughs> and uh, in order for the, not to become bigger things, you know, bigger issues, is to deal with it right then. Absolutely. So how do you deal with it? What do you do? Well, for one thing, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, where, ask the Lord, where is my heart? You know, and uh, give me the grace to forgive you know, this person and remembering you know, how much God has forgiven me. Because mm. there's, there's nothing that I have done that, uh, you know, could be, you know, you know, offensive to anybody else that's not offensive to God, mm -hmm. you know. So I have to remember how much God has forgiven me and that the debt that I owe to Him is far greater than anything that anybody could yeah. ever do to me. Hmm. That's true. Thank you for your call, uh, Michelle. Appreciate you checking in to be a part of the, the show today. As we talk about um, forgiveness and the power of forgiveness and what God has done in our life. Now, one of the, one of the things about forgiveness, forgiveness has this power in it to help us eliminate the negative effect uh, that it has on our physical being, on our emotional being. Um, it can wash away grudges and resentment. You know, these things that we just hang on to, these grudges toward people, kind of like Velcro sticking to us. Uh, it can become an ointment for uh, healing some of the wounds that we have in our life. It can keep you from being, you know, uh, shadowed by your own sense of bitterness, which just follows you. And it can just bury you emotionally and otherwise. Uh, so re there's, a, there's a really practical part of this forgiveness for you. It brings glory to God and it benefits you in a very practical way, for sure. We're talking about unforgiveness uh, today and forgiveness and how it can change your life. Um, I'll tell you what, let's just take a quick break. 
Then we'll be back. Got some more callers we're going to be sharing with you here at Intentional Living. Redeemer. Father. My refuge. The ways we describe God may change depending on what we're facing. Teacher. My shepherd. But one thing remains constant. God is always near you 365 days a year. And Intentional Living has a reminder of God's constant presence in your life that we'd like to share with you. When you support Intentional Living with a gift of $30 a month or a single gift of $365, we'll say thank you with the 2023 Names of God calendar. Each month shares a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. Your support of Intentional Living continues to provide daily hope and encouragement. And the Names of God calendar will remind you that God is with you all year long. You can give now at The Intentional Life. Life.com or call 888-888-1717. Wouldn't it have been something to be in the home like a fly on the wall on the day that Mary and Joseph announced that Jesus, the half-brother of all the other siblings, was in fact not only human but God himself? It must have been like an earthquake going off in the minds and hearts of his siblings. And we see in Scripture that it caused some difficulty in the relationship that they had toward their half-brother. At the end, we know of at least two that turned to him and accepted his message and followed him. But we hear very little about the others, except that they ridiculed him and rejected him. We don't know the end of the story of each of those individuals, but we do know this. Jesus gives us an example of how to relate to difficult people. And that lesson is something that you and I can apply in our relationships with our siblings and, and other family members. That's an excerpt. That's an excerpt from um, the lesson this month for December for our intentional living uh, community on this topic of how Jesus dealt with the difficult relationships in his life, in particular with his siblings, his earthly half brothers and sisters, because he had several according to to the Bible, and some rejected him, some ridiculed him, some are silent. We don't know. Two of them that we're aware of uh, turned their life to follow him. James, of course, is one of those most famous, the, the author of the book of James, a mover and shaker in the first century church. Um, but how do you respond? And his encounter with James is recorded in 1 Corinthians 15. I talk about this encounter, a very interesting lesson, a practical lesson on how to get along, how to deal with difficult people. It sort of goes along with what we're talking about today. So members of Intentional Living, hey, good news comes to you automatically right about this time of the, the month, mid-month. Uh, and with our thanks, both a video and audio. But what we do is everyone who joins in during the month to say, I want to get on the, the, the uh, trail with you and be a part of Intentional Living Community, we include you in as well at the same month. So as you join us today, this is a great month to do so. Uh, we'll make sure you receive it. Just go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. Next month uh, in January, yeah, the topic is going to be your word for 2023. What one word would have the biggest impact in your life this next year? We just finished a lesson today, which will be released uh, next month, as I talk about how to pick a word for 2023 and what my word is for 2023. And so that'll be coming to your um, box, mailbox, in uh, January. Just go to theintentionallife.com. Come help us close out the year. By the way, still... In our matching pool, everything is being matched, being doubled dollar for dollar. We can't lose any of this. 
that's going back into ministry, you're making a difference with your call, again, go to theintentionallife.com. We've got a caller on the line here who wants to remain anonymous, which is fine. So uh, go right ahead. What's your comment? My comment is just on... um I, I also went through a very bitter divorce. Um, my ex-husband uh, said quite a few lies to a family member. It resulted in a great rift mm. in my family um, that has been very difficult to forgive. But because of that, um, I also lost my church through those lies. But mm. um, what I did is I have focused on my church. I, I found a new one. Um, I became a Baptist and I was just recently <laughs> um, uh, baptized mm-hmm. when I grew up a different religion. Um, I have found through all of this that my faith has increased through all of these trials, um, that I've become closer to God. And I struggled for so long with how to forgive these people. How how do I forgive them? And what it came down to was that I was so hurt. And once I was able to get plugged into this wonderful church and have a great therapist, I was finally able to let go of the hurt, which released all that bitterness and allowed me to finally forgive. And now I'm able to pray for these people where I wasn't able to before. Yeah. And it it's just a daily choice and sometimes it's there's even some days where i do feel some of that bitterness and i keep asking god to remove that bitterness and and to keep me in a forgiving state and, and how is your life better now oh it's so much happier i sleep so much better um i'm i'm a better employee i'm a better mom i'm a better daughter um i'm a better friend and it's just I think it's just so important to forgive, and it's also important to forgive ourselves for not being able to forgive <laughs> in the moment. Yeah. It's a process daily, and you have to let go of the hurt first yeah. and realize that you can't control those people. And I, I just think that's it's, it's a process. Mm. It is a process. I'd like to know what you think about this. Um, I talk about restoration and reconciliation, and, and I see those as two different parts of, of this forgiveness process. Sometimes like yours sounds like a really broken relationship. It's not a healthy yeah. relationship. It doesn't sound like something that you, you need to be a part of or want to be a part of. Uh, but to be able to reconcile, which means to me at least that you've reconciled in your own heart and mind, you've forgiven them, you've reconciled the relationship and the status of the relationship. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to restore that relationship. In other words, you're not going to be back in that group or the fellowship or in those with those people. Um, Correct. And how do you balance those two between reconciling and restoring? Um, I, I think it would not be appropriate to restore because um, the relationship with that family member, you know, it it, it was also not a healthy relationship. Um, I I just. I, I feel like I've let them go in my heart, and I wish them well. Yeah. And and that is the most healthy thing for me and and for my child. And I see. I and look, that. and, I, and I, I I think that's important that distinction because there are times as Christians when we confuse the fact that just because we come to a point of forgiveness, and like you have, um, you've come to a point of forgiveness, and you've wished them well, and you've cut the ties doesn't mean that you're going to now take the next step and and be in happy land and restore the relationship because that's not going to be possible at least for now right 
And so that's right. a, the understanding the difference between those two, I think, is important for listeners today. That that's kind of the sound like the line you had to walk. It is. And, and one of the things that made the biggest difference for me um, was hearing that I should forgive these people because not because they deserve it, not because they've apologized to me, mm. but because I did not deserve forgiveness, but I am forgiven of my sins Amen. because of Jesus. That's right. So that's that's where I'm at. And I, I think, um, uh, could there be some day where God could change these people's hearts and they could ask for uh, forgiveness and reconciliation? Perhaps. Um, you just never mm. know what God's going to do. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and that would be our hope and prayer that that could happen because we're big advocates whenever possible trying to stay connected with people. And I know there's boundaries and you have to have times when that doesn't occur for lots of really practical reasons. But Again, I come back to the verse that uh, I quote often when it comes to these relationship issues, to the extent that it lies within us to live at peace uh, with everyone. All right, we're just about out of time for the day, but let's see if we can get Lizzie on from New Mexico. Welcome to the program. What's your take on this uh, topic today, Lizzie? Yeah, so um, something that's been really huge in my my relationship with my best friend has been forgiveness. Um mm. She and I have been friends for about two years, but we got really, really close over the past about year and a half. And um, something that's just been a key factor in our friendship is not only trust, but forgiveness. Like, when one of us says something or does something that really, like, we feel like we messed up majorly, um, and we'll, we'll talk about it, we'll talk through it, and we'll forgive each other. And then also, like, along with that, second chances. Um, because there will be times, especially for both of us, it's it's kind of it's a very give and take relationship. I, I heard that earlier. We we both do our very best to equally give and take within the friendship. But um, in the times where one of us feels like, oh man, I've I've really messed up this time. I don't even know if you can forgive me. I can't. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Um, just. Being giving giving the person a, a second chance. Mm. Sometimes that's hard to do, but we wish you the best, Lizzie, as you proceed and try to continue to connect and um, give people second. We all need second chances, don't we? Uh, in in many cases, that's for sure. All right, this has been a really difficult. This is always a difficult program for me to do because. As I look out through my uh, lens to see all of you in my, in my head, I know that your stories are all different. And I know that they can be very complex. They can be very difficult. They all have nuances to them that need consideration. And that's why I'm trying to be so enormously careful on this topic not to generalize. Because there's, there's specific issues that you're facing where you may need some clear, godly, upfront counsel right up close to what you're facing. Um, and that's why even from a pulpit sometimes there can be generalized statements made and doesn't relate directly to what you're facing. And on a topic like this today, I understand that. And so I'm um, understanding and empathetic to whatever you may be facing. But I would challenge you, if you're facing unforgiveness and you know it's just irritating you and eating you up, Get some help. Find someone. Go to your pastor. Get a counselor to deal with whatever the issues are for your benefit and for God's glory. 
I'm Dr. Randy. This has been Intentional Living. I'll see you next time from our Intentional Living Center.